Welcome to the Carolina Outdoors. Each week we come in to break down four different listening segments for your listening pleasure. Hi everyone, I'm Bill Barty on this side of your radio dial and over on that side. That makes me Wes Lawson. Bill, this is going to be a lot of fun. We're about to talk about are you ready to go halfway around the world and then sub? I'm ready. Let's do it. Count me all in. We're going to go to the land of the dragons, the highest unclimbed mountain in the world. The highest unclimbed mountain Mountain in in the the world. world. We're going to go to Bhutan. Bhutan, the kingdom of. Well, count me in, and we're going to go there with our next guest. He is one of those people who is planning a trip over to Bhutan. He's a past storyteller at Jesse Brown's. He's hiked, climbed, camped, paddled in places from eastern North Carolina to California and from the Boundary Waters all the way over to Tanzania, Africa, and Mount Kilimanjaro. When he's not doing those things, he's the host of the podcast Inspire Campfire. We'll learn a little bit more about it. Welcome, Scott Wurzbacher, to the Carolina Outdoors. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me back. It's great to be on here. I always love talking with you guys. It's just always fun. Well, man, we're glad to have you, especially when we're learning about a new place for many of us. We're going to South Asia, really, this Himalayan, small Himalayan uh, mountain country called Bhutan, uh, not to be confused with the Philippines, right, Wes? Right. We're not going to Bhutan. This is, of course, Bill, the land of the Thunder Dragon is what Bhutan is known as. Okay, not the Death March. Not the Death March. Okay. The land of the Thunder Dragon, right over there by Nepal and Bangladesh, in between India and China, small little landlocked country, fewer people live there than in the Charlotte-Mecklenburg region. Well, and that particular country has kind of stepped into tourism Mm -hmm. to celebrate their traditions that they have, their culture that they have, and the natural beauty and environment that they have. And that's where Scott steps into this. Scott, how did you end up picking this particular place to go after a pandemic and all the other places that you've been? Why Bhutan? Man, that's a, it's a it's a good question, and um, you know, you mentioned my podcast, Inspire Campfire. Um, I had a chance to to talk with the tour, the founder of the tour company, Matt DeSantis, that uh, is is hosting us over there, and and he told me on our podcast episode that uh, for a lot of people, you don't choose Bhutan; Bhutan chooses you. And I'll tell you that that's exactly what happened to me. Um, I was invited to go by another podcast guest, um, Karen Dark, who is just this an unbelievable human being and adventurer. And uh, I just couldn't say no. She invited me to go to this place in the Far East, and I said yes. And ever since I said yes, there's just been this whole series of events and synchronicities that have just reassured me why this is the, this is the right thing. Um, but I'm sure you guys want to get into that. There's uh, there's a number of factors of why people travel to Bhutan, and and uh, happy to sh- happy to share that with you all. Is one of those reasons because they have one of the most challenging airports in the world to fly into? <laughs> have you read this? I, I, listen. Do you know I, this? I, I, I know. I know you know this. I am trying. I I haven't read it because I don't want my eyes to see. I'll read it when I get back. But I I have been told don't read it. Um, I'm just going to close my eyes and wait till we're on the ground. It's going to be incredible. So what is it about this country that chose you? Because when last we spoke, it was about Kilimanjaro. So how did Bhutan choose Scott? 
Well, as I said, um, my friend Karen Dark invited me. I said yes. But uh, after I said yes, she sent me the uh, itinerary. And, guys, about 10 years ago, I created a vision board. And I might have talked to you guys about this when I went to Kilimanjaro. Um, But I printed a bunch of uh, pictures of places that I wanted to go. And among those pictures was a picture of Mount Kilimanjaro. And I've always had this sort of desire to visit um, a monastery in the East, but mm. not just a monastery, you know, kind of if you've seen the movie Batman Begins, have you ever seen that movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Christian Bale climbs to the top of this mountain and he visits this incredible monastery built into the side of a mountain and it's uh, it's just epic. And I was like, man, that'd be so cool to, to climb to something like that someday. And so I went online and I looked for pictures that kind of resembled that. And I found this picture and it just looked really cool printed it out and put it on this vision board. Well, 10 years later, Karen Dark invites me to go to this thing. And I, um, she sends me the itinerary and on the front page, there's a picture of this monastery built into the side of a hill. And I'm like, my goodness, that looks very familiar. It's the side of a cliff, really. That looks like where (laughs) Christian Bale hangs out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so it's it's a monastery called Tiger's Nest, and I knew I'd seen it before. And so sure enough, I looked on my vision board, and that picture that I had printed 10 years ago is staring me in the face on this itinerary for this trip that Karen Dark has put together. And it was just the reassurance that I needed that I'm on the right, on the right path. Um, so you asked my inspiration, and that's it <laughs> right there. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a young person that was inspired by a movie, and, I mean, the synchronicity of how it just came together, it's pretty crazy. You know, Bhutan has five seasons. I don't know if you know that. So they've got summer, monsoon, autumn, winter, and spring. I guess you're going to be there kind of the end of monsoon, the beginning of autumn. But it's a really, for a small country, a very diverse geographical area from the lowlands to these incredible kind of outer ranges of the Himalayas. Where are you going to be and what are you going to see? Yeah, so we're flying into Paro, um, and I, I, I don't know the exact elevation when we get there, but we're going to be high up. We're going to be high up enough that I know we don't have to worry about mosquitoes. So that's a nice thing. But uh, we're going to be traveling from Paro. We're going to be heading east, I think about 180 kilometers or so. Uh, we can go through Thimpu and, and some other places that, that I, I couldn't tell you or know how to pronounce them right now. Uh, I'm sure I will be able to when I get back. But um, yeah, so Karen Dark is, um, uh, she's this unbelievable adventurer and she happens to be paraplegic. And so she loves hand cycling. She's been in the Paralympics. She won a gold medal in uh, Rio for hand cycling. And so that's her thing. So we're going to be, probably some of us are going to be cycling along with her part of this adventure. Um, And so so that's going to be super cool. But we're going to be, you know, we're going to be checking out the Himalayas and, and, and enjoying the scenery, enjoying the people, and enjoying the spirituality that's there. And, you know, I'd love to get into like kind of the three major reasons why people go to Bhutan. Um, as I said, Bhutan chose me, but as I've kind of learned more about it, uh, you know, I've kind of uncovered sort of the three major reasons why they go. Is that okay if I jump into that? Well, let's, uh, we're going to reset a little bit because we got Wes Lawson right there, Bill Barty right here, the Carolina Outdoors with Scott Wurzbacher. He is a podcaster, Inspire Campfire. He's also a former storyteller at Jesse Brown's. 
and as you can tell, he's a world traveler and adventurer and an explorer. And Scott, you and I have talked, and even listeners to the Carolina Outdoors have heard us talk about anticipation and recollection. And even though you have not read a lot on on maybe the airports in Bhutan and and kind of reserved, you have prepared. And that nervous energy that maybe we all have before an adventure begins, I know that you have to have it as you prepare for this big adventure. What are the big things that you're anticipating? You mentioned Tiger's Nest, but what about just as a a macro view of this trip, what you're excited in anticipation to participate in? Well, absolutely. And and the nervous energy, like I I am familiar with that airport and what we're getting ready to. It's It's a very tight runway. It comes in right along the Come, kind of comes into a valley inside the Himalayas. It's a very, it's a dangerous airport, which is why I don't want to read about it. I don't really want to hear the <laughs> right. and, and Scott, was, Scott, there, are, there are eight really pilots in the world. Eight pilots in the world are certified to land at Paro <laughs> Airport uh, because of the 5,500-meter-high 5, uh, mountains you pass by. You'll be fine as long as you have one of those good eight pilots. It'll be That's fun. Exactly right. I'd be more worried about the incline on those hills that you're going to be biking uh, on than maybe even That's landing. No joke. That. That's no joke. But with that lead-in, um, yeah, that you have prepared and studied, and I know you know what you're getting into. Will you talk about, and this is kind of the lead-in to what you, uh, we want you to talk about as well, but what are you anticipating in this cultural and environmental experience that you're that you're going into. Yeah, and and um, a great man taught me about this whole thing, anticipation. His name is Bill Barty, but we, we we've had a conversation about that, and you know, definitely, I think I've been planning this trip now for a year. It was, it was a year ago, and so I've had the opportunity to really get excited about it. Um, I've, I'm going with a group. There's going to be 10 of us, and we've been doing Zoom calls every month to prepare for it. We've got a WhatsApp group, and this is an international group from all over the world that are going to be um, that are coming together for this. So, you know, that anticipation. In fact, we've because of you, Bill, we've called our Zoom calls the our Bhutan anticipation calls, and uh, so you know we've been preparing. Um, for really, again, the, we've been preparing for the nature and ecology piece. We've been preparing for the cultural piece, and we've been preparing for the spiritual piece that we're going to be that we're going to be walking into. But you know me; I am a planner. I've got books. I've been reading my books and creating spreadsheets and doing all kinds of uh, things to to get us organized. You know, you go to a place like that. There's you know, there's not the services there that we have here. So, you know, planning ahead for medications and vaccines and, you know, uh, contingencies and insurance, um, you know, there's there's a whole lot of planning that's gone into that element for sure. You know, let's go back to this tiger's lair real quick. So um, this culture in Bhutan has, people have been in Bhutan for over 3,000 years that we know of. And Buddhism has deep roots there. This temple, which is really close to the airport that I'm so excited about, um, has been there in some form or fashion for over 500 years, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And their setup spiritually is similar to Tibet, that has the Dalai Lama as a as a spiritual leader. So does Bhutan. You Correct. Are, you are Buddhism is, is definitely dominant in in Bhutan. And so there are so many different practices there as far as how people conduct themselves, what they believe in, diet, all of that sort of thing. Um, Mm. 
what what are you expecting there? Because this is this is going to be really exciting, but it's going to be like full on cultural immersion. It's not Charlotte. So uh, yes, let's talk there, about there it. What, no what are you doubt. looking for? And, and I mean, you just hit the nail on the head. I mean, this is this is a huge reason for me why I want to go. I mean, listen, I you know you guys know I'm a I'm also a real estate broker. I mean, I'm in I'm in the middle of like achievement oriented society where, you know, I'm in sales and you know my life is about getting up in the morning, setting big goals, and just getting after it. And uh, I mean, my whole life has been like that. And this is this is how we are here in Western culture. And this, for me, is an opportunity to go experience that Eastern culture and that slower pace of life. And just, you know, I'm, I am anticipating a complete 180 from, from the way that we live here. And I cannot wait to go experience that and just be with the people and talk with the people and just really feel it and experience it. And I mean, in terms of the, the spirituality that exists in Bhutan, you know, I, I don't know. I think my goal is to just show up being extremely open-minded and just ready to receive it. Um, you know, I guess there's a part of me that's expecting, you know, an energy to, to just overcome us when we get there. But I, again, I think I just want to show up and be as present as I can and just and open to it. So your wife might be uh, ready to prepare for Amazon to deliver a big box of incense sticks. and. Uh, <laughs> well, and you never know. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna? Uh, so, are you gonna be worried? Are you gonna be using uh, dollars or Indian rupees? Have you done the exchange rates? How is all that you know, gonna go down? Because um, this is a different. This is a little bit different than going to the EU or even over to Canada. Yeah, I just we just had a, one of our anticipation calls this week was on uh, exchange. So there is a currency in Bhutan. Um, I can't tell you the name of it right now, but it has the exact same exchange rate as the Indian rupee. So we're we're told to bring U.S. dollars and we can exchange them when we get there. Scott, you did, and Wes mentioned it earlier, and it was in your introduction. You did spend time summiting uh, Mount Kilimanjaro over in Tanzania, and of course, uh, that is the highest uh, summit and the highest mountain on the continent of Africa. In the Himalayas, those size mountains are by the dozens, if not hundreds. Um, is there any worry about altitude or how to handle altitude? Has that occurred on any of the anticipation phone calls that you and the group have had? We've definitely talked about it. And, you know, it's interesting because I think I'd be a lot more frightened about this trip if I hadn't gone to Africa. But that trip to Africa really opened me up and, um, it, you know, kind of initiated me into this international travel. That was my first real uh, international travel. Um, but in terms of the altitude, you know, I think for me, I, I was okay up to – 19,341 feet, and we're not even going to get close to that. I don't think we get much higher than 12 or 13, which is still very high. Um, but I think the plan is that we're going to take time to acclimate. We're going to stay hydrated, and uh, you know we're just going to we're just going to take it slow. So we definitely have had conversations about it. I think we're all very aware of you know the risks of altitude sickness, but. Um, I think we're all prepared for that. I think we're all um, physically fit and, um, you know, as I said, ready to just stay hydrated. Well, all this came about, as you've explained to us, through a podcast, Inspire Campfire. And you mentioned, of course, your day job is as a realtor here in the Charlotte region. But Inspire Campfire is a podcast where ordinary people get together, tell their stories of adventure 
They're campfire stories that are meant to inspire the rest of us to light that fire. As the website inspirecampfire.com reads, let's strike the match. Are you expecting a whole bunch of new episodes and and content to come to Inspire Campfire from this Scott Wurzbacher adventure? There is no question about it. There's, uh, I've already had one Bhutan episode um, with Matt DeSantis, the founder. That was um, a couple of months ago. But, you know, there's no question. I'm going with a group of 10 people, and I know we're going to just get immersed in this culture and the spirituality and the ecology. Um, there may have to be a series because um, I'm just I, – I, I'm – I'm, this is not just a trip for me to go have fun. This is, you know, I really want to just go experience this, explore it, and, you know, hopefully be able to learn something that I can bring back. You're not trying to sell real estate over there, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that works over there. Well, um, you'll report back and let us know. Uh, the tallest building right. is only six, six stories, so it's going to be hard to get some big multifamily mixed use in there, but that's okay. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's now, right. Now, one other last thing for me. So, um, fascinating part of, of the culture of that part of the world is um, what people wear and what it means. Have y'all talked about that at all as far as traditional clothing for men and women? We have. Um, and so, you know, tourists, uh, Western wear is very common over there. And I think that the, the Bhutanese people are very accepting of, of Westerners and, and their own, you know, we, we wear what we already have. Um, but a bunch of us in our group have been given well we've all been given the opportunity to purchase um some traditional attire um women wear what's called a kira Mm -hmm. and men wear what's called a go and um i have ordered a go for myself so you might see some pictures of me um in the traditional attire and uh, and i'm very excited about that and they you know they do have uh everyday versions and they have formal versions and there are you know, certain things that you wear in certain buildings. So we'll, and we have a Bhutanese guide with us, so we'll be um, well-versed in what's appropriate and what's not. But uh, I'm excited about that part. Do you have a cabney to go with your, your go, your very colored I don't, scarf? Well, I don't know. I, when, when I show up, they're going to provide it. So um, mm. we'll, we'll, see what, we'll, we'll see what I get when I get if, there. If they give you a red one, they like you. That's the highest <laughs> honor they can give you. So, mm. Scott, we're, okay, expect, we're expecting good, good things. Am I dating myself if I would recommend for monetary exchange for you to take a bunch of Levi's and Marlboro? and uh, see how Ooh, that works. Actually, idea. so they, they banned tobacco for a number of years, but they, they, they reintroduced it. They reintroduced it uh, to, to stop counterfeiting and piracy. So you could do that. I would be caned by the Buddhist monk over there for my Marlboros. I thought you were saying like Bon Jovi tapes or something. <laughs> that too. Scott Wurzbacher, we're going off the rails. Inspire Campfire is the podcast. The trip is coming up next up. We're going to talk recollection, but that'll be after you get back. Thank you so much for taking some time to talk to us here on the Carolina Outdoors. You guys are the best. Thanks for having me. Off he goes and off we go. But just for a moment, Wes Lawson and Bill Barty on the other side after this.